As far back as I could remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Welcome, 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 welcome to Chicago. Coming from the True Chicago Sports Fan Cave, this is the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yes, sir. Episode 104 is brought to you by 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, ACSI, and Great Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to greatclothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast t-shirts. Search for keyword True Chicago and use promo code TrueFan15 for 15% off your entire order. That is TrueFan15. Go and get your official TCSF shirts now. Right now, as always, I'm Big Z, and I'm here with my boy E-Rock. What up, E? What's up, Z? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the show. If you are a first-timer or a long-timer, please remember to hit that subscribe button, that notify button, and go ahead and give us a review on your listening app of choice. You can find us on Facebook at True Chicago Fans. You can follow us on Twitter at True Shy Fans and on IG at True Chicago Sports Fans. And don't forget, you can support the show with a monthly subscription at anchor.fm slash true Chicago sports fans. Go on over there and click on support and you can subscribe for the, to the show for as low as 99 cents a month. Listen, do you like the show? I do, sir. Are you a fan? I am. Hey, tell your friends and they will tell their friends and we can all be friends. Ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoy, if you enjoy the content, share it with people who are like-minded sports fans, Chicagoans, people who like funny shit. Uh, we do it for, for the whole universe here. So if you got someone that you think would enjoy the show when you're on a road trip, you're driving to work, play the show for them. And hopefully, uh, you know, they like it the same way you do. Z, what's up, brother? How are you doing? How was your fourth? Man, the fourth was, uh, was pretty cool. I mean... Um the only thing is, you know, my dog doesn't like fireworks, so um, and I felt bad doing this. I had to give him some medication to make him, uh, you know, a little sleepy. Uh, uh. Yeah, you know. Uh, so no, I was actually pre- you know was prescribed for by a uh, by a vet, so I had to give him some medicine. I, I felt bad because you know he's like you know all, <laughs> all cloudy eyed and just like stumbling and he can't you know walk very far. Trying uh, to get on your level. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the E-Rock special there uh, So, you know, I yeah, had him on the couch And, uh, you know, I pretty much stayed inside with the AC And uh, uh, got to watch the fireworks through the window But you know, it was loud and it was uh, going on for Especially my neighborhood We got a school where they, they, the neighborhood goes to the parking lot And then we have Smith Park Which is about three, four blocks down from me as well And then, you know, the west side is like a couple blocks down from me too So it is literally a uh, spectacular show uh, and it's a competition apparently uh, until about one or two in the morning yeah i mean we we had some where you could see it on the backyard from the backyard here but after everything that happened on the uh fourth of july in uh, in highland park mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you know a lot of the uh a lot of the local fireworks shows got canceled and, and 
rightfully so just considering the uh the tragic events that happened uh that that, that was just it, there's w there's nothing more american right than something like that happening on the fourth of july i mean that's just where we are right now so unfortunately it, it cost uh seven people their lives just going to a fireworks or going to a fourth of july parade but uh you know uh, people still went out there and celebrated and you know honored the lives of, of those that were lost and try to you know try to do your best to kind of have a little bit of uh, enjoyment on, on a holiday after something like that happened yeah it's hard to have a little bit of levity when you when you have something that um so close to home happen and then the the stories that you hear about the uh the children and the especially the grandfather that came from mexico to come see his you know uh great grandchildren grandchildren and he goes to a parade and he uh doesn't make it out you know so that that's those are some sad stories but you know we have to um look at it as let, let's take care of our own let's uh let's be positive and let's um I don't know. I, I, it's hard to transition from that just because it's it's such a sad story, and then yeah, unfortunately I mean, in the look, United States it becomes a norm uh, almost every week. You know, and, and I, I've been talking to people about it this week, and you know, it's it's the hardest thing, like you said, is to not become you know desensitized to this because it's just happening so often. But uh, yeah, I think especially in our area, in a in a in a suburb that is you know pretty wealthy, and mm -hmm. and you know. Hell, Michael Jordan's house is still there, the one he can't sell. So, mm -hmm. you know, uh, it's it's that close to home, and uh, yeah, it's sad, man. I mean, it's just it, 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 look. There's there's a lot of things that can be done. We won't get into that. We we've kind of touched on on some of these issues before, but uh, you know, re responsibility is is not just that of the person enacting it but also the person enabling them right so that's correct you know unfortunately that's what happened but uh you know we're trying to still live our lives not live in fear and uh looks like you had a little bit of a little bit of a trip this week yeah yeah I'm, I'm trying to maximize my time especially now that i only have a month left over uh, <laughs> um so, yeah i know uh so i took a, a trip over to star rock uh this past week uh it was i love the drive there it's, it's such a peaceful drive and the same drive going to uh st louis so you, you unfortunately you had to drive through storms um but i, I drove to uh, star rock and i seen that the uh the forecast was for a little bit of rain but um it, it drizzled and i'm like you know you're covered by trees so you're not really getting wet as much but it, it was a little muddy but i did a different trail this time um was able to you know walk around i didn't go into the river nothing like that because uh um i didn't want to get my feet all soaked and whatever but I mean, it's, it's a cool thing just to be in touch with nature um just to disconnect from the from the world of screens, from the world of problems. Just go out there and um, you know, just be be one with Mother Nature. So, um, it's an Illinois staple. If you haven't been, it's on everyone's bucket list. If you live in the area, um, it's one of those things that you go to, and you're not gonna have a bad time just because you know you're, you're out there with people and you're you're hiking. Just don't touch the poison ivy. <laughs> those are not the plants i'm looking for sir i will not be touching those <laughs> <laughs> speaking of bucket list we finally won this week at bowling man <laughs> oh man yeah we we showed out and uh, i think we won the series and so forth so um we've been bowling against uh three back-to-back -back groups of, of people that are so sociable and you have a good time with them and, and you get to have alcoholic drinks with them and you, you shoot the shit with them and, and you know, they become uh, kind of like, you know, 
I don't want to say friends, but they're pretty close to it. I mean, they're acquaintances. But the more you bowl them, the more they become into your friends list. And uh, it was just a great time. We, we finally won. It felt great. Even though we were shorthanded, we, we, we pulled out the win. And it's nice to see. I think we got about four or five more weeks of that. So uh, we're not going to win the championship. I'll tell you that right now. But it was double points. So we should climb the standings. So our goal right now is to make it top 10. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, as long as you're out there having a good time, I mean, it, it's one of those, it, it's an activity that you'll be able to do all year round, right? And you yeah. have been. So the nice thing is that you're able to kind of go through, uh, you know, make make a little bit of friends during the summertime so that uh, when, when it cold time comes again, you're not like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah, and you've been to diversity. You know how fun it is to bow there no matter what you're doing. I mean, the, the huge bar, there's two huge bars now. Um, and then everyone's just, you know, drinking. And then, you know, some teams will play uh, cards and you get to gamble. You know, so I don't know if you know how that goes. If if you get a strike, you get two cards. If you get a, a spare, that's one card. And and some teams or have different rules rather than others. You know, it's either five cuts card stud or you can keep all the cards that you you pull. Um, and you know, there's different pots and stuff. To, you know, bowling's a gambling sport. And you know me, I like to gamble a little bit. So, E, how was your week? Look, man, Fourth uh, of July, we had some family over for the uh, for the barbecue, hanging out outside in the pool, and uh, funny enough, like we we had that weird weather on on that day, right? So there was a break, there was a little bit of rain, and for me personally, it was great to have a little bit of break in that humidity and that heat beating down on you. So we actually uh, we we had a pretty damn good time. I mean, uh, you know, over here listening to some records, hanging out, and uh, you know making some barbecue chicken lollipops uh that, that came out pretty good and you know just hanging out hanging out with the family for a bit and you know just consuming a lot of uh beverages put it that way so yeah i mean we, we had a good time and then uh you know and then a little four day four day work week uh you know tough 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 it's real busy right now it's real busy you know what i mean so uh everyone's uh got something to complain about so you know we, we just stayed busy all week we're looking forward to uh, getting back to softball uh this upcoming week with a little bit of a tournament so you know I'm, I'm ready to get back back in there and back out there on the on the diamond and uh and, you know do our thing and have more, some more fun man uh, you had some a pretty cool attire you and your family for the fourth of july you want to talk about that a pretty cool what attire Attire. Attire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You had the so sunglasses. My, they were right in the perfect sun location. Yeah, yeah. So, so my wife uh, went out, you know, and, and once again, we'll, we'll get uh, slightly political on the page uh, on the show here. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, we, we, uh, once there was the, the, the Supreme Court decision to overturn, overturn Roe v. Wade, uh, you know, we were definitely in favor of that women's rights, you know, reproductive rights, all that stuff. So, I mean, like we were kind of uh, thrown through a loop with all that going on. So my wife went on Amazon, found us some cool uh, shirts to wear for the fourth. And the uh, the one that I had said stars and stripes and reproductive rights. Uh, so that was, uh, yeah, the sunglasses on the shirt were definitely, uh, you know, exactly <laughs> where they needed to be. Uh, yeah. So we had some uh, my my youngest daughter had a shirt that said ruth sent me um so yeah there was some really really cool um really really cool uh, attire that we brought out to uh kind of say hey this is where we stand this is what we're about so if you don't like it kick rocks that's what it is man oh no it, it, they're, those, those shirts are awesome because they're good they're great play on words and you have to be kind of educated to understand what what, what they mean yeah. so yeah i mean we, you know like i said we we had a good time and uh look summer 
we got to continue, right? Summer's almost, uh, it already feels like it's almost gone. Whatever no, you got to the fourth, no, it's almost gone, right? That's what it feels like. But we know damn well that the for us, uh, summer don't even start till July. So we got July, we got August, we got September. And look, you know, pretty soon it's going to be back to school time. Maybe some of you out there need a new opportunity. Let me tell you about a great opportunity with our friends over at ACSI. With over 50 expert technicians in the Chicagoland area, ACSI offers a one-stop shop for telecom wiring. Whether residential cable installation, fiber to the home, or commercial structured cable wiring, ACSI is a proud partner of both Comcast and Astound, powered by RCN. Fans, let me tell you the most impressive thing about ACSI. The ACSI crew did their thing during the COVID-19 pandemic, and ACSI was awarded Hasia's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. The best part is that ACSI is growing bigger and better than ever. ACSI is now hiring for field sales, technicians, and project managers. Check out ACSI.tech. That's ACSI.tech and click on careers to apply today. ACSI is an equal opportunity employer. Go get you a job. Go get a job, please. This week, we got a lot to talk about. We're literally touching on every single team. Uh, we got a Chicago Sky player hitting that three points uh, mountaintop once again. Uh, we got some Cubs and Sox talk. Uh, of course, uh, the Bears, uh, want, uh, someone wants to put a dome on soldier field what the hell is that about that's not gonna happen yeah, but and Lori we're gonna wants talk to about all that <laughs> plus of course stirring the pot and what you looking at but first this is the big three with big z thanks e-rock i'm big z and you're not now for today's stories all right story number one Oh boy, 4th of July, 4th of July, 4th of July. A 43-year-old man from San Antonio, Texas has died after he set off a firework on his head amid a 4th of July celebrations. This is per the Houston Chronicle. A Bexar County medical examiner confirmed the death of Pablo Ruiz of San Antonio, attributing his death to head injury sustained during a fireworks explosion on July 5th. So he took a a little bit longer than july 4th but all right <laughs> all right <laughs> as ksat reported the authorities responded to an incident just after midnight on tuesday ruiz was drinking with his friends surprise surprise when he decided to to light a mortar type so probably like an m80 uh firework on the top of his head according to the police report the firework exploded from the bottom and pierced his head when the authorities arrived at the scene ruiz was unresponsive and had severe head trauma he was pronounced dead on the scene yeah i mean look fifth of july i'm guessing it was because it was after midnight right that's, mm -hmm. that's why they're calling mm -hmm. it fifth of july right so i mean look uh this is once again uh, uh a darwin award recipient uh you win for the month of july uh sir this is some silly shit right here you know we we kind of went back and forth and we were going to talk about this but i'm like it's fourth of july it's fireworks right like we th this this guy uh is going to get the posthumous uh ybd award and if you don't know that's the you big dummy because why would <laughs> i don't care how drunk you are put that shit away man look even worse you if what. you're drunk even worse Bro, you don't make like, good decisions 
feel like that's a hell of a celebration. You you would think the, the way that they described the way the sucker went off. I mean, it went straight down, right? Yeah. So like when they got in the scene, like yeah, he was non-responsive because that sucker, that that thing, whatever whatever he's blowing off is now like where his liver used to be. Like that sucker went straight down, right? But let me tell you, I, I actually have a couple of uh, stories of, of stuff that happened to people that I know, right? So a couple years ago, a, a guy that I used to work with in my previous job, he actually uh, blew off a couple fingers doing a, a mortar and put it in you know one of those pipe bomb type joints and he's like i'm like dude what how the hell did you do it he goes it just went went off so quick right so that's number one right number two i got another young man who i, I work with currently and he had an accident on the fourth uh it was one of those you know was it three by three four by four box where they oh, all shoot up you know and he, yeah. he did a couple of them and they were fine and just one of them just kind of uh uh I think it was a dud, or he thought it was a dud. He went to go light it again, and it just popped up real quick, hit him right there in the bridge of his nose. So he's very fortunate that uh, that you know he didn't get hurt more severely. You know he was fortunate that he did not damage his eyes permanently and all that stuff. So I mean, look, uh, um, best wishes to him. I, you know, hope he heals up soon, and we'll see him back at the uh, at the job quickly. But uh, I, don't, I don't mess around with fireworks no more, man. Like last time mm -hmm. I did, I think it was, uh, you know, shooting bottle rockets at each other when we were 14 years old. Uh, wow. Since then, I haven't done. Yeah. Wait, wait, you hold it. You hold it. You wait till that wick is almost going to thing. And then you point it and let go right at the last second. So go, you know, you know, the most you got was someone like it whizzing by you or like it popped near someone's leg or something. Like, no one ever got hit in the face or the chest or anything because we weren't that good of a name. Yeah, well, you know what I have been seeing, especially on the interweb, is the the videos of people uh, lighting up Roman candles and chasing people with them, because you know it shoots about like you know fifteen or twenty shots or something, and you know they're going into a crowd of people or a uh, uh, an apartment complex where they're all hanging out outside, and they're just like, you know, this isn't Call of Duty, you know, this is not the the, the type of sport that you want to be have, uh, avoid fireworks, but. Um, I, I, I had a story as well. You know, I was, uh, you know, 10, 12, you know, neighborhood party and everyone's blowing up fireworks in the, in the, uh, alley. And, uh, one of the kids, he was younger, he was about five years younger. So he's about seven or eight. And, uh, he went out there all confident trying to light up a bottle, uh, bottle rocket. Sure enough, it went off really quick and, uh, it, it, it grazed his eyeball. So he has the ended up having like uh, eye surgery and he's fine now, but he does have like he has to wear corrective glasses for the rest of his life ever since then. It's scary stuff, right? Like you Definitely. just don't know where that thing is gonna go. My my favorite part of Fourth of July is that we celebrate with products made in China. That is my favorite part of the whole damn thing. Definitely it was I was gonna say that too, but uh yeah, as far as this story, ladies and gentlemen have fun with your life enjoy it uh don't hurt anybody don't hurt animals don't hurt your wife or girlfriend this is not a way to go do not go out with a bang uh, hey, hey at least it was quick that's what she said <laughs> <laughs> story number two. Oh, chicago what are we doing chicago <laughs> the city of chicago has endorsed a nascar street course race to be held for a three-year stretch beginning in 2023 uh, according to the athletic while no contract has been officially signed between NASCAR and the city, the announcement was tentatively scheduled for July 19th. The letter addressed uh, to NASCAR Senior Vice President of Racing Development and Strategy, uh, Ben Kennedy, the city expressed enthusiasm about serving as a host of NASCAR street course races in 23, 24, and 25. Um, it would be a historic partnership with NASCAR and the city of Chicago, and our department is committed to collaborating with us and supporting the NASCAR uh you know brand um e i'm, I'm gonna throw this to you because i got some comments about this 
What do you think about this story, bro? First of all, let me clear my throat. <clears throat> First of all, let me let me explain something to you. Uh, uh, people in Chicago don't watch NASCAR. Uh, number one. Uh, number two. How deep are them holes that the cars are going to go into? Like, you know, we all know in Chicago, you get two seasons, right? You get winter and construction. So there is no possibility there's going to be any track, any road, any street in the city of Chicago smooth enough for a car to go vroom, vroom very fast. You're about to get fucked up. Yeah, I mean, NASCAR drivers, they, you know, they average about, what, 60 to 80 on a turn. And then on a straightaway, they go by 120. Um, where the hell are they going to make this race? I know it's a closed <laughs> course, but have you driven down the streets of Chicago? It is pothole city. I mean, regular tires get a flat just driving by. Those thin ass tires are going to be popping left and right, brother. Oh, yeah. It's going to, yeah, look, the, Axles. the sounds of popping is very familiar to those who live <laughs> in the city of Chicago. So no one's going to think twice about it. But at the same time, it's going to be dangerous for any driver that decides to, to uh, partake in this uh, event. I, I, I mean, I think just out of sh sheer curiosity, you might see a bunch of us lined up and say, like, all right, which pothole is this guy going to clean out on? So <laughs> that might be the uh, the bet that we take. But I mean, as far as the race itself, I, I, I can't watch racing. It, 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 like I'm like, hey, look, another left turn. Oh shit! Watch, he's about to take another left turn. <laughs> like it's amazing. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that how it would work. I don't watch. think it. I don't think it would be all left turns, which would be kind of a different thing for NASCAR. I guess I'm not a big NASCAR drive uh, follower, but if you're doing a closed city course, I hope that there's left and rights. And you know what? They might hit a pothole and end up in the Chicago River. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, there's the uh, Sears Tower, and oh wow, look at that! That's uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. In the point of water now. Nah, man, they can just go drag racing uh, down Milwaukee and they can get every type of food in the city just in about eight miles. <laughs> All right, story number three. Major League Baseball announced the starting lives for the 2022 All-Star Game uh, this past evening, which we're doing yesterday. The starting lineups are determined by fan vote. This year's All-Star Game will, place, will take place at Dodger Stadium on Tuesday, July 19th. The starting pitchers and reserves will be announced at a later date. So for the American League, your catcher is Alejandro Kirk. That 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 chubby boy is a beast. He killed the White Sox. He's he's an awesome 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 hitter. Uh, you got first base Vlad Guerrero Jr. Another Blue yep. Jay. So you got two Blue Jays, catcher and first base. Second base, the the biggest a small man, Jose Altuve from the Astros. Third base, you got Rafael uh, Rafael Devers, who should have been a White Sox, but the Red Sox said no in that trade. Uh, and then you got shortstop, our own Tim Anderson, TA7 from the White Sox, is making his first start in the MLB All-Star Game for the White Sox. In the outfield, this is actually a a uh, All-Star of All-Star outfields. Aaron Judge, who's got, I think, over, over 30 home runs already. You got Mike Trout, the best uh, baseball player on the planet, apparently. And Giancarlo Stanton. So you have two Yankees in the outfield and Mike Trout and your DH is Shohei Otani. <laughs> that shit ain't even fair. It's not, not even fair. Right. And and it, it, here's the thing. It's not it's not fair to to Mike Trout and Shohei to be stuck on the Angels who are so terrible. I mean, like you got two you got the two best baseball players on the planet Earth and they're stuck in the shitty ass Angels. I mean, to the point where what didn't they have a situation where because they fired Joe Madden, they had an interim manager, yeah. and then the interim manager got got suspended, and also his interim interim manager got suspended, uh, probably on the same thing. So they had an interim 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 manager, right? That's like your fourth cousin, right? And then and then at that point you're like, hmm, 
I know we're technically related, but uh, you want to grab some dinner? Like, that's how far far away they got from an actual manager. But, uh, look, congrats to uh, – look, this is a this is a killer team right right now. I know I know Devers is day-to-day with an injury right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, T.A. getting his second selection is awesome and, and being voted as a, as a starter is fantastic. The kid from uh, the Blue Jays, uh, Kirk, you know – first time and you look at look at this list up and down i mean you got a first timer second timer or second 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 uh you got your your two uh, old school guys here the guys that been there the most is altuve with eight selections mm-hmm. and uh mike trout of course with 10 selections so you only got a couple of guys that have been in this game a bunch of times and a lot of them are first second or third timers so this is really cool to kind of see that leaf turning yeah, I don't I mean this actually is going to be a pretty good game cuz you see the the caliber of all-stars I mean, there's really not a whole, like, a, a bad player that you're like, oh, they got voted because they're popular. No, there's really not a, a bad player on the American League. E, what do you think about the National League? National League is interesting. Uh, we got our very own uh, Wilson Contreras with his third selection. I mean, I'm really happy for him. We'll talk about that a little bit later because um, he had some uh, interesting things to say about it. At first, you're going to have Paul Goldschmidt from the Cardinals, the stupid-ass Cardinals, but he is a uh, long-time uh, all-star guy. Uh, with his eighth selection, you got at second, you got Jazz Chisholm Jr. from the awesome Marlins man. with awesome his first man. selection. He's a guy that's been hot on the trade market. Uh, that name has uh, been floating around in a lot of uh, trade circles. At third, you got Manny Machado, who I forgot was in the league because <laughs> once he went to the Padres, uh, I haven't heard from him since. Uh, he has his sixth selection. At short, you got Trey Turner, formerly of the Washington Nationals, with his uh, second selection for the Dodgers. Outfield, you got Ronald Cunha Jr. with his uh, third selection. Uh, Mookie Betts from the Dodgers with a sixth selection. And Jack Peterson, for some goddamn reason, is going to be in that third (laughs) outfield uh, position now playing for the Giants. This is going to be his second selection. Uh, The DH, as voted by the fans, was Bryce Harper, but he has that uh, cracked thumb right now. So I'm not really sure who's going to take his place. Uh, Wilson did uh, talk quite a bit about his brother potentially taking that spot. So we'll see how that shakes out for him. That would be cool to have two brothers on the all-star game but you got bryce harper with the uh, uh fractured thumb and mookie betts has the uh, uh fractured rib so i don't think he's gonna play either so you're gonna have two replacements right there yeah and when you look at this team compared to the uh the al i mean the al is just way better up and down just as far as like the all-stars are concerned because you got like i said jazz chisholm a first selection guy um we know that mookie betts is probably gonna get replaced we know that bryce harper is probably gonna get replaced and again you have jock peterson who he's yes it's his second selection but i mean he's been all around the place he was pretty good when he first came up with the dodgers he bounced around a little bit he went he's been on the cubs he went to the braves and won the world series with them last year and now he's over at the giants so I think that uh, Peterson is, is a guy, when the Cubs brought him over, he was supposed to be the uh, replacement for Schwarber at the time. And uh, look, he, he did well for, for us here. He was, one, he was you know, before the, the core players from the 2016 Cubs got traded, he was one of those first trading blocks or trading chips. So, uh, you know, look, uh, he's doing well enough to be important and be popular enough to get voted into the All-Star game. But I just, I don't know if that's... Uh, I don't know how that's going to work out in the game itself. Yeah, Jock Peterson's always been a name, uh, obviously, because you guys had him, and then we wanted him to sign him, and he signed for less uh, to go to the Cubs. And then he got traded to Atlanta, got his ring over there. 
And then uh, he's like, oh, no, you know what? I'm going to go play for the uh, San Francisco Giants. And he's been playing well. But again, I think, it's like you said, it, that, that's a popularity contest. And the fans want him in. And they want to see him there. And that, that's what it is. Um, again, yeah, the, the NL All-Star. I mean, yes, they're All-Stars. Um, but compared to the American League All-Stars, uh, as far as the hitting-wise, I don't know, man. That That's murderer's row. Well, and then two two names that we did see come up, and we talked about this a little bit before. With that was that legacy committee or whatever it was. We saw that uh, um, Albert Pujols and um, Miggy, uh, yeah, Miguel uh, Miguel Cabrera were actually named as uh, as some of the reserves uh, by the baseball uh, is their legacy or their legends committee or whatever it is. And we kind of joked about it. It's like, oh, of course, those are the ones. But here's the thing. I mean, these are two guys that like been in the league since 1973, right? <laughs> So they've been playing so damn long. I remember when I remember when I saw Miguel, uh, <laughs> Miguel Cabrera walk up there with his Pampers that first set bat. Man, he's been in the, that long, right? So I mean, look, it, 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 whether or not they're some of the best players in baseball right now, we just talked about the youth moving in that All Star game. I mean, these are legends that've been around for so long. They deserve their spot to get some recognition towards the end of the career. We know that Pujols is his last season, and he's one of these players that we didn't see like. Eric Jeter and some of these other guys from the Yankees get their, you know, their farewell tour around the league. Pujols isn't getting that, right? Like, I feel like that's kind of disrespectful. I don't know if it's because he left the Cardinals to go to the A's for that many years and then came back. I know that when when he became a free agent, Cup fans really wanted him to come over, even though he was 29, 30 years old. Prince Fielder was actually a free agent at the same time, too. So it was really kind of a lot of speculation on where those two first basemen would have went. So, um, but these are legacy players that absolutely deserve a spot. W whether or not they're doing great on the field this season, it's just a recognition for all the things that they've been able to do in their MLB career. Yeah, it's a two-sided coin, right? Because the commissioner is appointing these two spots. And it can usually, my thought process was to, um, if someone gets snubbed, you know, there's always been an all-star that gets snubbed that, you know, he's got the numbers and he's got better numbers than the person that is in the lineup or is a reserve and they get snubbed and you're like, man, my guy should have been in it. And this is what it's supposed to correct. But at the same time, when you have two legacies that, 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 have, that spanned almost 20 years apiece, it's it's right to, to tip your hat to these guys and say hey let you know we're gonna give you your your, your flowers at the all-star game and say hey thank you for your career you've been an awesome person you've been a a uh, staple for mlb and uh we're gonna you know give you that farewell song and these are two guys that are model citizens in the mlb you really have never heard about a, a scandal a controversy uh, they are both world series uh, winners so i mean when Trust me, Cubs fans know very well that Miguel Cabrera is a uh, World Series champion, and mm -hmm. we watched, uh, you know, Pools did his th do his thing over there with the Cardinals for many, many, many years and beat up on the Cubbies. So, I mean, look, we are definitely familiar with these two players, and, and it's good for them. You know, I, I don't looking up and down the, the roster. I don't think there was really any stub snubs this year. I think, uh, you know, whoever made it in is who was, you know, clearly voted on by the fans, and uh, everyone that they got in seemed to be very deserving of the honor. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Like this year, there wasn't that much controversy about who got in, and who didn't, and also they haven't named the reserves, so there's still time to to get your 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 players in, and those will be named later this week. All right, so we got a, a follow up to last week's uh, uh, last week's story of Vince McMahon. So Vince McMahon's had a Netflix documentary pulled after millions were already spent on it, as noted earlier that we talked about it. The Wall Street Journal provided. Um, 
a story on Vince McMahon and the sexual harassment and so forth. So it's coming out that Vince actually paid more than $12 million over a span of 16 years to Fort William, who worked for the WWE at some point and in some capacity, to suppress allegations of sexual misconduct and infidelity. All four women were made to sign a non-disclosure agreement, also known as an NDA. Vince paid $7.5 million to a former wrestler who claims Vince forced her to have oral sex. The wrestler also claimed that Vince demoted her and eventually did not renew her contract in 2005 when she refused to continue getting physical or getting jiggy with Mr. McMahon. The wrestler and her attorney approached Vince in 2018 and negotiated a payment in return for her silence. Vince sent nude photos of himself to a WWE contractor. Uh, let's see what else there is. She accused McMahon of sexual harassment, and Vince agreed to pay her $1 million in 2008 and also made her sign an NDA. So a lot of this stuff is happening. There's a lot of st- uh, accusations and stories coming out now. We are in cancel culture, all right? That is not cool to do, and now people are, are being exposed, and um, he might lose his company in some way form or fashion there's no way that like i said before there's no way that anyone should really be surprised with a guy of this caliber of this uh ego right we we know how big his ego is how many times he's trying to force his way onto the screen and and start i'm not gonna make this match that way and all his (laughs) other (laughs) his garbled gunk that he used to spit his vitriol that used to come out there and, you know, slobber all over the damn mat. And, his, you know, his, his his daughter Stephanie coming out there in matches and, you know, Shane O'Mac out there, you know, doing his thing. And so, I mean, like, he's a, he's a complete and total egomaniac. He's literally the Donald Trump of the wrestling world, right? And, and I mean, you look at their careers, they follow, follow similar paths, right? Their daddies did all the work and they're ones that came in and stepped in after the fact and took all the credit. So, I mean, this does not surprise me at all. And, and there's no shock and... and, and and, you know, like I said, nobody should be surprised that we're hearing about this from Vince McMahon at this point. And especially considering the fact that he's getting older to the point where you barely see him out there. He kind of looks like a, uh, a hologram, like a puppet or something like that. The way he barely his bones all jiggling and jangling all over the place and <laughs> making his way out there. And uh, all he does is kind of stare at people now because his, his face is made of, uh, uh, you know, a quilt of uh, old raisins that someone, you know, sewed together. It's terrible. He's terrifying. So this does not surprise me at all no no and, and you know i think we talked about it last week as well that you know stephanie has stepped in as ceo um she had literally just stepped out a couple months prior because apparently I, i'm pretty sure that she was ticked off to the allegations that were happening because she left uh and then uh paula vasco's triple h um had a heart issue uh, a couple months ago so he called it quits on his wrestling career but he was in charge of the nxt which is the minor leagues or the developmental system for the WWE and Vince would always step on on, on Triple H you know you have a good hot star at NXT and then uh, Vince would be like oh wait pull him up and then they pull him up and then they kill that 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 uh, wrestler you know whether it be male or female you know they have all this hot hot steam behind them and they have such a good push and you know you have that following from NXT they have already a fan base and then you know vince will be like nope it's not my creation so i'm gonna kill it so uh triple h ended up stepping down from nxt uh just for that reason because he was not able to do what he wanted so when stephanie came back as ceo i'm pretty sure she said hey honey what do you want out of this deal he's like well, let me get my nxt back and that's what's happening yeah yeah i mean look uh, you know vince is in a tough spot because you know he, he, you, look you do the crime you gotta pay you know 
you got to pay for the crime or do the time or however you want to say it. But I mean, the, the thing is, is that right now he's being put, you know, his feet are being put to the fire. And uh, look, you did the shit. I don't care how old you are. It don't matter. You got to pay for what you did, right? That, that's just what it is. So that's right. Hey, too bad. So sad. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Big Z, and that's news to me. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. We all know that 2020 was no joke, and with an ever-changing world climate, many people are looking for a new opportunity. Guys, are you looking for a career that rewards effort and makes you feel valued as a team member? Let me tell you a little about our friends at ACSI. ACSI is a certified RCN business agent. They provide the same RCN services with a personalized touch. Their sales and technician teams work hand in hand, ensuring your experience will be smooth and pleasant. Gone are the days of being transferred from one person to the next. At ACSI, they handle everything from start to finish. It's never been so easy to get internet service. ACSI is a growing Chicagoland company that encourages personal growth and rewards perseverance. As they expand, they're looking for passionate, responsible, and honest professionals to join their team. A career with ACSI means you'll be part of a hardworking, flexible, and dynamic team that is a leader in the installation of cable and internet services in the Chicagoland area. Best of all, ACSI was awarded Hacia's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. Are you ready to grow with a local Chicago company on the rise? Check out acsi.tech and click on careers to get started. That's acsi.tech and click on careers. Hey guys, this is Mike Deportes and you're listening to True Chicago Sport Fine Podcast. Welcome back to the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yes, sir. This is The Loop, our Chicago sports roundup where we keep you in the loop. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome, welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Yo, E, what's going on with the Chicago Bulls? Last Dance director Jason Ayers said that interviewing Dennis Rodman was like talking to a feral cat. <laughs> now, looking in the same place, he's got those big shades on, and every other sentence was going back to T- Kim Jong-un and how he's going to be in the history books, Air revealed. Aside from that, Rodman's initial reaction to being interviewed wasn't too easy to deal with either. We were at the London West Hollywood Hotel and he shows up two hours late and I'm in the lobby and my ass is hurting because I've been sitting on the same bench for two hours waiting for this guy, Hare explained. He gets out of the car, walks over. I felt like a ghost. He walked straight past me. He's like, 10 hours for this documentary, huh? I was like, yeah. He's like, all right, I'll give you 10 minutes, Hare added. Every page of questions I have for him to answer is an hour. I have 11 pages for this guy. And he's gonna stay ten minutes. I mean, this sounds like classic Rodman, man. This is this is one hundred percent his mo. 
I mean, we all know that Dennis, uh, uh, you know, he goes to the sound of his own drummer. Let's 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 put it that way. You know, he's gonna do whatever hell he wants to do, and he got paid handsomely for this. And he's like, yeah, I'll do this for ten minutes and make a couple bucks. You know, <laughs> he, you know, we know how he is. He's not all there, man. He's 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 Dennis freaking Rodman, and you know, this is a story we have to talk about because our podcast. It, the initial uh, uh, inspiration was the last dance. So we have to talk about this story. I mean, e, do you expect anything different from Dennis? No, this, like I said, this is right up his alley along with marrying himself, putting out a book where all the words are different uh, sizes and fonts and shit like that. And it makes it look like a, a kidnapping letter and, you know, <laughs> it, it, all that shit. I mean, bad as I want to be and, you know, the, the hair and the earrings and the piercings and the drugs and, the you know, all that shit. So, I mean, this, you know, look, anyone who's paid any attention to Dennis Rodman in the past 20, 25, 30 years, you know exactly what to expect. And stories like this are very infamous coming from him. I mean, he was basically like ODB of the basketball world, right? Like yeah. he would just show up and do whatever the fuck he want, whenever he wants. So, and this is that's classic Rodman, man. Yeah, you can't you can't fault him for that. I mean, he's the bad boy. He's gonna live that, up to his name. Yeah, he is the bad boy. I mean, you can call him the 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 bad boys of Detroit all no. you want, but he is the bad boy, and he just continued to show that year after year. Whether he's kicking a a, a camera operator or just you know you know trying to rub his balls on somebody, that is Dennis Rodman all the way <laughs> through, man. So. <laughs> oh, Z, man. what's up with the uh, world champion Chicago Sky? The Chicago Sky, man, the only winning team in the damn city right now. Ali Quigley said this time she means it when she says she's retiring from the WNBA All-Star three-point shooting contest. But her finish was nothing less than spectacular. Quigley won the event for the fourth time. Yes, uno, dos, tres, cuatro veces on Saturday, something no one else has done in either the WNBA or the NBA. Retired in my hometown is a good storybook ending, I'd say, Quigley just said, uh, told us. Uh, she grew up in Joliet as part of the greater Chicago area and played collegiately at DePaul. She previously won a competition in 2017, 2018, and 2021. She went out in the first round in 2019, and there was no All-Star game during the COVID bubble season in 2020. Quigley, who just turned 36 this past June, is going strong as a player, averaging 10.8 points. Uh, per game for the defending WNBA champion Sky, who led the NBA, WNBA at 16 and 6. But the pressure of the three point contest actually made her say that she wouldn't do it again after winning it the third time last year in Las Vegas. Yeah, I mean, look, this is a very impressive uh, stat for any player, right? We know that it has never happened in WNBA, it's never happened in NBA. So to have one of Chicago's very own while playing for her hometown team, uh, despite the fact that she's comes from Joylet, I mean, good for her. Joylet. <laughs> <laughs> but look, yeah, I mean, like maybe she's on a mission from God. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the mission is uh, hit more threes. But yeah, I mean, you know, look, look you got hometown player Quigley, you got hometown player uh, Candace Parker uh, bringing this team champions to their hometown team. It's, it's amazing. And and I, we, I talked a little bit before about WNBA players playing up until they're almost 40. And, you know, this is what it is. When you're really good, you play forever and ever. You get all them stats. And then, you know, two years later, someone else 
comes along and plays until they're 42 and and that's how WNBA is right now but it's it's really cool to see uh, uh like i said one of chicago's very own going out there making history with something like this uh you know all, the three-point shooting contest i mean i'm pretty sure we saw her in that uh that bubble contest where zach levine took place and they were all shooting threes from there or they were playing horse from home remember that yeah on zoom yeah, so that you know, she was part of that too. So it's just really cool to see, like, like I said, a local kid uh, continue to just kick ass. Yeah, it's great. Speaking of local talent, Candace Parker is nominated for Dos twenty twenty two ESPY Awards. One for Uno Dos, oh. uh, <laughs> best athlete in women's sports and best WNBA player. So she's nominated for two. That's awesome. And look, she should be nominated for everything because she deserves all the flowers. What she's been able to do in her career over through her basketball career in high school, in college, in the in the WNBA, winning a championship, like I said, with her hometown team. Uh, the way that she's turning herself into a, a very valuable asset for like ESCN and TNT being on the NBA postgame shows. You don't see former WNBA players being part of the NBA, right? They usually, if they're going to be in the media, they're going to be a part of the WNBA. NBA's broadcast so see someone like that um, shine right shine again local kid doing good doing fantastic killing it on every aspect of her life in motherhood in her in her career in her post career career that's going to be coming up I'm sure sooner than later so just another thing about Chicago to be proud of especially when it comes to the Chicago sky yeah definitely I mean she's everything that you wanted to be right she did she had the great uh, city uh a high school city career uh she was a volunteer if i correctly right yeah she was yeah tennessee yep. yeah yeah she was a volunteer i think they won over there and then you know she has a great career here and then you know she's literally setting the standard when it comes to, to WNBA players like uh this is what it takes to win and when she came here she changed the culture and changed the atmosphere and that's why you have a championship the sky are also nominated for an sp for best team so right now you need to go and vote on espn to, for these uh accolades to be given to chicago absolutely i mean what like i said what hey city champions baby that's right ae what's going on on the ice on the house on uh, madison uh but hey as they say in hockey let's do that hockey yeah, Z, let's do that hockey. Uh, since we're going to do that, we're doing it. I mean, you know, everyone knows about my disdain for the organization since all the allegations that came out about the uh, that 2010 season. But what we're trying to do here is turn uh, the, page. the page. Let's go to the next era of Chicago Blackhawks history. And uh, that's what they're trying to do as well. The Hawks traded uh, Alex Debrinkit to the Ottawa Senators for tr three or tree tree turdy tree uh, draft picks including the number seven overall selection in uh, last week's nhl draft and they use that to select defenseman cave uh, uh Kevin, kevin korchinski uh in addition the blackhawks received the number 39 uh overall pick in this year's draft in ottawa's third round selection in 2024 in Debrinket, the Sens get a two-time 40-goal scorer to add to their young up-and-coming roster. The 24-year-old is expected to attract the hefty raise once his current three-year $19.2 million deal expires after the 22-23 and 23 season. The winger matched his career high with 41 goals this past season and set a career best with 37 assists in 82 games. 
Z. We talked about the direction that this team is going in. We know that some of these older players, just like the Cubs did when they got rid of some of their their uh, their core, mm-hmm. there are still two very famous core members that are still on this roster. But we're seeing some of the younger guys that I've brought back to kind of fill those holes. They've been sent off, right? So you had Panarin that was sent off, Debrinket that was sent off. Um, we're seeing a, a shift in the way that the uh, Hawks are doing business right now. Yeah, the, this is the thing I hate about about hockey is the 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 strict uh, um, uh, cap. What the salary cap? Yeah, the, the strict salary cap. That that's one of the biggest things that I hate about the the hockey. Uh, you can't do hockey if you can't spend money, and let, let's not be. The, Say like the hockey doesn't make money because it does. It makes great money. So that salary cap being so hard, it's hard to keep a core uh, of good players on there. And you look at the, what they're getting paid. They don't get paid much. They're getting paid, you know, five, seven, eight, maybe ten million if you're a great player per year. And the rest of the guys are making, you know, a couple hundred thousand. They're not making much. Um, you like you said, the bread man gets gets shipped off, and now we're, we're shipping off the Brinket. Those are two really good, really good players that we thought were going to take over for Kane and Taves, and now they're gone. So the t- clock is ticking to get rid of Kane and Taves and put them in, in, in to send them off to another organization for whatever they're going to get from. Because I have no idea how to you know, value them because they didn't have that great of a season. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're we're looking at some of the players that they gave away. We know that uh, you know Kane and Taves are still on the roster. We, you know, like you said, we don't know what their market is going to be because we don't know how to value these players, especially coming off of a year where they didn't play that well. Taves had a lot of issues with the concussion, not playing a lot of the season. But I mean, as we look to what the the Hawks are doing, we we never even talked about the fact that they just changed their head coach, right? Mm-hmm. They they brought in uh, Luke Richardson. Uh, he's going to be the 40th coach of the franchise. This guy's 53 years old, and he replaces their interim coach from last year, Derek King, a.k.a. Heisenberg, uh, <laughs> who took over in November when they fired Jeremy Colleton after disastrous nine, a 1-9-2 start to the season. Um, the Blackhawks ended up finishing the season 27-33-10 under King. Um, the Blackhawks also promoted interim general manager Kyle Davidson to the full-time job. Uh, Richardson is going to be tasked with returning the franchise to Stanley Cup contention after the Blackhawks missed the playoffs for the fourth time in five seasons. Um, Richardson was an assistant for the Canadians for the past four seasons. He's also been an assistant for the New York Islanders, the Ottawa Senators in the NHL and the Birmingham Senators in the AHL. So, I mean, we can see they're bringing in a brand new coach who played in the league for a long time. They're confirming and bringing up and promoting their interim GM from last year, Kyle Davidson, and giving them a full-time role. So we know that when we go down the list that they are trying to turn the leaf, turn the page in every aspect of, of the team. And this is, again not having a first round draft pick and not knowing where you're going to go with you know all their up and coming players that's why they're sending them off so they're trying to replenish the cupboard they're going to have to you know finish out figure out what they're going to do with Kane and Taves but we see the, all the steps that they're taking to kind of change things and change the culture yeah it's definitely what they said they were going to do they're going to change the culture and what you, by doing that you have to rid yourself of anything that's attached to the past so they got rid of the coach that didn't do anything to, to start that and now you're trading core players and, and their fan favorites the, you know they're, they're literally like your Rizzo and your Bryant that they've been on the team that won championships and they're their cornerstones that you know that brought back fans 
to hockey. I didn't watch hockey until they they got good. Let's be honest. Like once once they started getting good, and I'm like, oh wow, our team is actually good because you couldn't give tickets away to go see the Blackhawks b- before that. Like it'd be like two thousand people in the building. It'd be bad. Yeah, I mean, and you know we. We grew to love the players around the team, just like, you know, casual Cubs fans grew to love Javi Baez and Rizzo and Brian and all that stuff. And when you look up and down the list of household names for Blackhawks players, right, you got, you know, Kane, you got Taves, you got uh, Seabrook, um, you got Sharp, you got Crawford. You know, I mean, Sharp, Sharp went back and forth. He came, he went to the Stars. He came back to the to the Hawks. Um, but, you know, we, we saw Corey Crawford trying to come back in one last season after he was gone from, from the uh, Blackhawks. But... Uh, Another very popular player, defenseman Duncan Keith. He's going to hang up his skates after 17 years in the NHL. The grizzled defenseman reportedly decided Friday to retire with one year remaining on his contract, bringing to a close a legendary career that featured three Stanley Cups, two Norris trophies, and one Conn Smythe trophy with the Hawks. He's going to turn 39 later this month. His earlier-than-expected retirement unfortunately also inflicts on the Hawk a massive salary cap recapture penalty. They'll lose just over $5.5 million in cap space in 22 and 23, and another $1.9 million in 23 and 24. Keith spent 16 of his 17 seasons in Chicago, skating unfazed by all sorts of injuries and diversity as a stalwart of the Blackhawks' vaunted blue line in 1,192 regular season games and another 135 postseason games. So when you talk about a grizzled veteran, this is that dude. I remember when he took a puck to the mouth and they said, Duncan Keith has no teeth like that was the, the you know the schoolyard chant after he got his shit busted but uh yeah i mean like keith is is again one of those guys if they did not have him they're not winning three cups right you look at up and down the 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 stalwarts during those championship runs he was right in the middle of it along with you know kane and Taves and, and all these guys that we just talked about so i mean congratulations to keith it sucks that uh you know it's going to hit them on the cap and you're not going to have the player there but i mean look for all he's done in the nhl and all he's done for the blackhawks organization this is well deserved yeah definitely uh he deserves his flower for his his skating career with the blackhawks um you can expect them to have a, a ceremonial uh puck drop for him uh this upcoming season and he's got to get a uh, uh he's got to get his uh, jersey retired it's gotta be. It's gotta be. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, Keith is gonna be. Yeah, he's one of those dudes right there. I mean, you know, Rodman, Pippen, one of these guys. Second, you know, I, I want to say secondary player in the sense that like he is not the first name that comes to mind when you talk about those championship runs, but absolutely integral part of those teams. And like I said before, they wouldn't. They wouldn't have three titles without Duncan Keith. I mean, that's just what it is. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Okay, man. I guess we're talking about this because <laughs> on the list. What's going on with the fire? The Chicago Fire, yes. The mistake by the lake. Oh, no, that's the wrong team. That's the wrong team. Um, the Chicago Fire have a three-game homestand on the lake this week, and they've lost to the Columbus Crew 3-2. to two. So, yes, we never win. We always tie, and we <laughs> always suck. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, fuck Ohio because, you know, I don't like Ohio. Uh, so one good story, though. One good story is Andre Reynolds. He's a 21-year-old uh, defensive player. Uh, he's, he's also got a brother that's playing at MLS. So he's come up to the Fire Academy 
uh, and he's uh, he was playing for the MLS next under 19, and he won a championship in 2021, and now he's with the team. So he's a uh, local Chicago kid playing for the fire. So if there's one good story right now is that we have a local homegrown player uh, born in, ni- in 2001. I was going to say 19-something. We don't do those anymore. It's 2001. Um, right now he's loaned out to another team but he's been uh, uh, one of the bright spots for the Chicago Fire that they have a lot of homegrown talent that they're able to cultivate uh, in a city that is uh, flushed with a lot of soccer fandom yeah (laughs) (laughs) let's do that soccer let's do that soccer oh my god okay so talking about the fire woman (laughs) is not going to make the (laughs) <laughs> that's your show is that your life talking about the fire oh, yeah, yeah, no look uh let me tell you something talking about the fire is gonna make people turn the show off and i put that in there because i wanted you to read it but you know you caught that before. i did i didn't run burgundy that <laughs> all right, all right e, let's go to the other team that has the, the mistake by the lake go ahead man what's going on with the chicago bears Man, this has been a wild week. In a story from Block Club Chicago, a a special city committee is poised to recommend putting a dome over Soldier Field to keep the Chicago Bears from bolting to Arlington Heights. According to a published report, Mayor Lori Lightfoot would say was only premature and publicly uh, to publicly discussed uh, lightfoot pledged the city will present an extraordinarily compelling economic case that it makes no sense to do anything else but stay in the city we're going to do everything we can to get them there uh get them here but the choice is going to be theirs lightfoot said we've obviously got to make sure this is a tier one stadium opportunity for the bears to maximize their revenues that sounds like a bunch of word salad nonsense i mean i think what you're doing right now is grasping at straws because you know that they're they're on their way out right so in uh in retrospect I guess the Mm -hmm. Bears are focused on building a new cutting edge venue in Arlington Heights, a suburban area northwest uh, northwest of downtown Chicago. The Bears signed a one hundred and ninety seven point two million dollar purchase agreement with Churchill Downs Incorporated in fall of twenty twenty one to begin the pre-development affairs for the former three hundred and twenty six acre racetrack property. As such, the franchise did not alter its thought process, releasing a statement on Thursday saying the only potential project it is exploring is a new stadium development in Arlington Park. As part of our mutual agreement with the seller of that property, we are not pursuing alternative stadium deals or site, including renovations of Soldier Field while we were under contract, the statement said, per the Daily Herald. So basically... Uh, it was brought up by a committee that, uh, hey, what if we put a, a dome on this fucking big flying saucer? And the Bears are like, hell no, that's not going to happen. Yeah, pretty much the Bears are like, uh, Lori, we don't want your dome. I don't know if it was. The, I don't know if Lori was the one that was was pushing it. It sounded like the. the it sounded like she put a committee up and says hey see what you can do to try to entice them to come you know to stay here right versus because we all know what's going to happen at this point i mean i think it's almost a done deal but uh but yeah hey guys whatever you can do we have to at least make it seem like we are trying to do whatever we can to get them to stay here and they're like hey how about a dumb fucking idea 
and that's what they announced and she says hey it's premature just probably more than likely because of the vitriol that came out from fans from everyone else clowning the shit out of the idea um but yeah i mean the bears are like no that's not gonna happen we're never gonna do that don't even worry about that shit you're good let's go on with the racetrack yeah they they had they bought the property there's no reason for them to go back now i mean we've 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 beat this horse to death and some already talking about the arlington park deal and how it's going to be great to have a venue and a a uh, destination location for everyone to go even when there's not a bears game going and that's all revenues for the bears family so um this is too little too late it should have been done during that first renovation of Soldier Field when you you could have put a dome or you could have put a stadium uh, where the old uh, uh, was that McCormick places or the, or the, or the parking lot. Yeah, they could have used that land um, to, to do that. But no, they put a spaceship. On, uh, they put a spaceship on the uh, on Soldier Field because, you know, it had a historical status and you can't take yes. down the uh, the beams and rightfully so. Rightfully so, but you know it's just it's too little, too late. Um, uh, it's just like you said. Uh, looks like uh, Matt Nagy wrote this for uh, the mayor. Yeah, I mean the, the thing is, is that you you got those beautiful historic columns over there by by Soldier Field. I mean they were doing whatever they could to try to keep that land there. You know, what I mean it's not theirs, but I mean you know still play there and still find a way to upgrade the stadium i mean it's it's similar to what the cubs did but the cubs didn't have to uh plop something in there the cubs didn't strip it down to the bones and, and mm -hmm. start from scratch they just made addition made changes to what was currently there and in baseball you can do that but in football when you're trying to pack in more seats and try to make it as, as available to as many people as possible you really can't do that you had to you had to start from scratch right so i mean you know if you remember the old soldier field it was just a big bowl and it kind of just kept going forever and and now they just you know did it so they can stack more and have sky boxes and all that stuff and doing whatever they could because don't forget i mean this stadium at this point is what like almost you know 20 years old this this more more recent uh version of soldier field and they played that year at so was it uh they played Goodbye. one year in in champagne playing at the uh, university of illinois when mm -hmm. they were working on the stadium so uh the, the good thing about this is that the bears will be able to continue to play in their own current stadium until the new stadium is built but you're going to have so much more revenue streams building on a new uh uh, uh location i mean we talked about them having sports betting having a full casino having a bunch of restaurants having uh um hotel hotels all that stuff i mean it, i'll give you a prime example is when we went down to st louis you see how that was built i mean yes it's in the city yes it's it's it, you do have it in the you know in a location where it's more urban but at the same time i mean the way that you're able to build around the stadium not just the stadium but you walk out of the stadium you walk into a bar right mm -hmm. you're not technically in the stadium but you're right there so i mean there's a lot of possibilities and and you can go up and down the list you can look at what they did with sofi in in los angeles you look at what they did in jerry world in, in arlington texas for the for the cowboys i mean there's a lot of different examples you look at the stadium they did for the raiders over in oh, vegas yeah. there's a lot of more current examples of so much stuff that you can do and you can do it now that a lot of this stuff gambling and things like that you can put a dispensary near there there's so much shit that you can do near the near the park on that land that there's no there's no reason that they should turn back now i mean if they put a dispensary there's gonna be a lot less fights at the new place a hundred percent man hey we all chilling. What y'all doing? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> That'll solve that problem really quick. You don't need that much Real security. Real quick. <laughs> all right, fans. Let's take a pause for the calls, and we'll be right back. We have three up and three down. 
This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, percent off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Welcome back to the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. This is three up and three down. I think I'll perplex him with my slow ball. One, two, three strikes, you're out. All right, E, let's talk some baseball. What's going on with the Cubbies? Man, the Cubs have been on a tear of late, beating quality opponents and winning series, and they're starting to get some of their starting pitching back. Marcus Stroman made his return against the Dodgers last weekend. Stroman's outing allowed the Cubs to take the lead twice in the game, and he struck out three in four scoreless innings, but it ended in a 4-2 defeat to the Dodgers, the the third consecutive hard luck loss at Dodger Stadium. Look, they've been playing well against the Dodgers, but the Dodgers, you know, at the end of the game, they're, they're... they're coming back and winning the game. So that's what a, a team like the Dodgers, the championship caliber team like the Dodgers should be doing. But, you know, the, the Cubs went out there. They beat up on St. Louis. Uh, um, they beat up on, was it the, the Pirates or the, the Reds, one of these shitty teams. I mean, they're, they're beating up on quality opponents and uh, it take, taking them by surprise. This is something that I said at the beginning of the season that the Cubs have the potential to knock out some guys that are not expecting to get hit in the mouth that hard, right? So the good thing is is that uh, Stroman, he was one of uh, five Cubs starters on the injured list before his return, having last taking the mound on June 3rd. He hadn't pitched outside of Chicago since May 24th. Wow. I mean, I I, I watched a recap this morning of the uh, Cubs-Dodger game because, you know, a Dodger fan, but um, I, I I literally left the, the bar last night thinking that the uh, that the the Cubs came back and won that game because when I left it was it was still tight and then uh, they had men on base and I'm like oh the Cubs are gonna take this one. Um, then I woke up this morning I'm like all right let me see the replay. Um, you know it's, it's about a five seven minute uh, uh, recap and uh, yeah the Dodgers came back and won it like you said the the Dodgers have a championship quality team and the Cubs are right now are, are playing spoilers for the rest of the season they're they're going to Milwaukee and, and beating them they're they're going to like you said Cincinnati beating up on, on that team as well um they've been playing pretty well you got your Morel your Contreras um they've been hitting the ball I mean this is a team that we talked about since the beginning of the season that's gonna be out there to upset other teams and you're gonna be evaluating talent along the way 
Right. I mean, and you know, the Cubs, the Cubs are really just trying to evaluate what they have versus, uh, you know, what they don't have. Right. We're mm -hmm. looking at the way that they built their starting rotation this year. They brought in some veterans. The, you know, Stroman was like the big deal aside from uh, um, Seiya Suzuki. I mean, he was the big deal of him coming over. And, uh, you know, look, Drew Smiley is the next Cubs starter slated to come back with returns from Kyle Hendricks, Alec Mills and Wade Miley further down the line. So you see how they built up their rotation. They just haven't been able to stay healthy. I mean, mm -hmm. Hendricks is out right now. Alec Mills had that weird thing with the uh, with the back problem and he, he didn't play most of the season. Wade Miley is just hurt and old, so I don't expect much out of him uh, at all during this season um but smiley will pitch uh on sunday make marking consecutive games in which a starter was activated from the il so you got uh stroman on the saturday and drew smiley uh, gonna be pitching today uh smiley was dealing with an oblique injury and he has not paid uh he has not pitched since may 30th so you're looking at two guys who have not pitched at all since may finally coming back and again you see that the way that the Cubs are playing right now, a lot of these young players, you know, we know that uh, Alec Mills was was a guy that did have some success a little bit, but he had to kind of take a step back when they brought in some of these other players and he had to come in due to injury and things like that. So it, it's been interesting to see how this uh, rotation has gone, gone back and forth. A lot of the guys coming up from the minors to get their first career start in the majors. So um, it, it'll be interesting to see if these guys that they brought in to be the veterans to anchor this starting rotation can actually make some noise get you into the bullpen to, to you know hopefully be able to use these younger guys to get them to the underlining and start stacking them a few uh, wins yeah it, it's curious to think of it like if the cubs were, were were a healthy team like the yankees who's been healthy pretty much all year where would they be right now because i'm looking at the nl central and in the last 10 games every team in the nl central has been five and five except for the cardinals who've been two and eight um, I mean, besides the Brewers, they're, they're 10 games over 500, and you guys are 34 and 51. Let's say you had a, a six-game, the seven-game swing if you guys are all healthy. I mean, you'd be, you know, viable for, for maybe a wild card if, if you can put a push together at the end. Yeah, and, and, that, and that's kind of what I was saying. You know, people want to make fun of it, but I mean, like, you know, we're only halfway through the season. I mean, there is plenty of baseball to be played, and we have no idea what's going to happen because I'm pretty sure the Brewers are missing one of their best pitchers in the rotation. I know that the Cardinals right now are missing Flaherty, and they're still trotting uh, old-ass pools out there every once in a while to be a DH. So, I mean, they're not invincible. We just we just saw them uh, get, get beat up by the Cubs in St. Louis. So the Pirates are, are a big trash heap, and, uh, you know, so, I mean, it's not... <laughs> It's not that far off. You have to kind of make your way up there, and, and you're going to have to go on a long winning streak, which they're able to do. You know, they just have to kind of get it together. You got to make, you have to have one of these like seven, eight, nine game winning streaks, and then try to do whatever you can to keep winning series. So that's that's where you're at right now. Mm -hmm. um, really, really cool news. Uh, Wilson Contreras, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but he earned his third career starting knob for the Midsummer Classic, uh, which we played on Friday, and the MLB announced the exhibition game starter as voted by the fans. Contreras beat out Braves uh, backstop Travis Darnold to earn the historic nod, which will be his third All-Star start, his previous two being in 18 and 19. When he takes the field on July 19th at Dodger Stadium, he will tie Hall of Famer and six-time All-Star Gabby Hartnett for most All-Star starts by a catcher in Cubs history. 
He said making it three times to the All-Star game in a Chicago Cubs uniform, it means everything to me. I'm, again, we, we've talked about Wilson and what he means to the city, what he means to the Cubs, and what he means to you. Um, he's just one of those great players. And we've, we, we literally have been talking about this for a couple weeks now where, you know, unfortunately, they might trade him. And we don't want that. And not as a business, as a business transaction, you probably do to get more assets back. But then, who's going to be your catcher? You have something lined up right behind them. And I don't think the Cubs have their their minor league catchers ready to go yet. So, so let me let me let me interject here yeah. because I mean, really, I don't want this to be about the fact that he might be leaving the city. I want this to be about the fact that he made it three times to, as an all-star catcher. I mean, this is a historic thing. This is important for, number one, Chicago Cubs history because it brings more legacy to the team. And it's what it does is it shows you what it means to him. Yes, it means a lot to Cubs fans to have a player that we love from the 2016 Cubs, uh, you know, be the, the starting catcher in the all-star game. But the most important thing that I'm taking out of this is how important it is to him to be in a Cubs uniform form to do this thing three times as a starter and you know it really seems that he's coming because because when you look down the list of all the people that played for the cubs in that 2016 series he comes a little bit further down the list because we're looking at all the the you know the star wars that were there with kb and rizzo and and, and baez and and john lester and on all these guys and david ross and madden but you know further down the line you get to wilson Contreras, and and you know it shows you how much it means to him to be on this team, to be a part of this. And now he's getting that recognition as one of the best players, if not the best player on the team right now, you know? So, I mean, that's why I, that's what I'd like to focus on when I think about this exact moment in time, whether he's here after the all-star break or not, whether he gets traded or he stays, whether he never gets traded and doesn't sign, whether he gets traded and signs back with them in the off season, all of that is, is, is yet to be seen. But I, I want this to be about the fact that he loves being on the Chicago Cubs and he takes so much pride and he's really kind of coming into his own as a superstar in this league. And that's why you love him, because he, he bleeds cubby blue. He, he's, he said that he, he loves the uniform, he loves playing for the city, and this is where he wants to be. And he's, he's showing you time and time again that he can produce, and this is why he's a three-time All-Star. All-star starter, baby. That's, yeah. That's a big difference. So, that is a big difference. Yeah, 100%. You know, so, I mean, look, uh, you know, we, we went through the roster a little bit earlier, and mm -hmm. it, it is, uh, I, I don't see the NL team being nearly as strong as the AL, especially when you look at the starters. We're, I think we're still waiting to see what the reserves are going to be. But, uh, again, this is just a really cool moment for, for Cubs, uh, Cubs fans, Wilson Contreras himself, and Cubs history. So right now they're sitting uh, pretty close to the bottom there, 34 and 51 uh, in fourth place. Uh, the Brewers, like you said, they're at the top, 48 and 38. So they're 10 games above 500, and uh, the Cubs are currently 13 and a half back. But again, you get some weird winning streak, you get some weird losing streak, and all of a sudden, you know, you're in third place, you're in second place, you're crawling up to the top. And you know, like I said, it. it depending on who comes back say just came back right mm -hmm. Bodie just came back they have some players that are coming back ian happ is making a splash right now pr proving that he belongs in the majors after some right. questions after uh, you know after the last few seasons so it'll be interesting to see what 
the Cubs really feel could be potentially going on next season if they're going to try to even make a push for this year and and see where they land up. But right now they're not their their record is not great. But I mean neither no, no one's record in this division is that great right now. No one's running away with with either the American or the National League Central. No one's running away with it, and it's going to be a competitive second half. I mean, you you obviously we play your 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 division a lot more than you play outside your division. So. You, let's say you have a four-game series with the Brewers and you take three out of four. I mean, that's a huge deal to, to knock them down out of first place and move you up a little bit. Because the Pirates are, I mean, they're, what, a game above you? I mean, that's that's either here or there. The Pirates are always, they're always sink to the bottom. So if you can if you can catch the Cardinals, um, that'll be a big deal. And again, you guys play the Cardinals very well. So it's not like you guys are getting your, your, your ass kicked by the Brewers and the Cardinals. Uh it's just that when you 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 you've been injured so much that you have to play guys from AAA and Double A in there, and of course the type of talent that's from coming up from AAA and Double A versus MLB players on on first and second place teams, it's a completely um, big difference. So again, I I still think the Cubs are fun to watch. Um, they'll be competitive going forward for the rest of the season, especially if they heal up and if that rotation gets uh, stronger because they haven't been together all year. No, they haven't. I mean, and when it comes to the Brewers and the Cardinals, I mean, the Cubs always play them tight, and and you know it doesn't matter where they are in the standing. So it's definitely going to put a more uh, you know interesting spin on on what's going to happen because there are so many roster implications for the Cubs going forward, and for what's going to happen. Like. I said for the rest of the season and uh, going into next year so it'll be interesting to see how they play uh, against each other if they can pull off some wins and, and see this is the time right now you know people are sleeping on them so it might be time to make some moves I mean look we're, we're watching what Detroit's doing right now to the White Sox right it, you're they're smacking you in the face they have a little bit of a core there you don't know too many uh, too many of the players around that team anymore aside from like Javi Mickey I mean you got a few players I think they got Torkelson who is a up-and-coming young player but uh, you know the Cubs are kind of in that same position and if they can kind of scoot a little bit higher in the rankings and anything can happen man baseball's a long season so now that we're talking about uh, the Detroit Tigers your favorite I know Javi's up there enjoying his time back in Chicago just hitting them Javi bombs all over the place why don't you tell me What's going on on the soul site? White Sox, White Sox, go, go, White Sox. Let's go, 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 White Sox. We're with you all The way. White Sox, that's White Sox. Let's start off with some good news. Let's, let's not talk about Detroit yet. <laughs> Tim Anderson has been named to the MLB All-Star team, as we uh, stated earlier, as a starting shortstop. Like we said, starting is a big difference from actually being on the team. He beat out Bo Bichette who's having a pretty good season as well but we looked at the numbers side by side and it there's no question that tim anderson is having a better season um and you know the fans voted for that and it showed out um he is the first white Sox shortstop to start uh since hall of famer luis aparicio in 1970 so it is a big deal for anderson of being another person of color to get that nod um and especially with uh the rich history that the white Sox have at shortstop uh anderson's been at the top the top white Sox hitter this season and their most consistent bat during the first half even with his production slowing down um he had like an 0 for 19 streak uh, recently but he's broken out of that and he also had a growing strain this month so again we know that the White Sox go as Tim Anderson goes. So into this past Friday, in, entering this past Friday, Anderson held a 313, 352, 422 slash line in 55 games. And he's averaged ninth in baseball and fifth in the AL if he had the qualified numbers at bat. So um, he's 
he's super humble when it comes to saying you know uh, when he was told about it, he's like it's a blessing um it, it's been a grind just to see from time that i jumped the organization to where i'm at now it's been nothing but great i'm thankful and i'm blessed to be in this position to be leading starting and it's definitely pretty pretty cool and he also won that dairy queen uh, burger uh, challenge versus bryce harper yeah, the most important uh, accolade of his career is beating out Bryce Harper for a shitty DQ meal. Good for you. Uh, but look, no, no, I, I mean, I, I've openly and outwardly stated my uh, my backing of Tim Anderson, what he's been able to do in the majors, uh, the way that he came up as a shy guy, and now he's de- definitely more outward and, and not shy to talk about anything that comes to his mind, whether it comes to uh, political issues or his play on the field, his bat flipping, all that stuff. Um his his true feelings about uh that that old man that calls himself a manager up there and uh look um i'm, I'm really happy for him i'm glad that he is being recognized um you know i i also talked about uh, before about the fact that he's a young black player getting you know some some shine as an mlb player i mean I, if you go back i think one of the the more recent players from african-american descent that you really saw was ryan howard for the phillies he was all over the place with his subway commercials especially after the Phillies won the World Series. But uh, you don't see a lot of, of African-American players, you know, uh, out there as a role model for some of these younger guys. And it is, is really cool to see him, uh, especially especially in, uh, on the White Sox and the south side of Chicago, being that dude. So I'm, I'm very proud of what he's been able to accomplish so far. Yeah, another name with mentioning what, you know, kind of piggyback what you're talking about is Curtis Grandison. You know, he's a local product, UIC guy. Uh, ended up on multiple teams on the Mets, on the on the Yankees, and he played for just about everybody. But he always came back and gave to his community, and I was always part of his uh, um, his uh, foundation where they raised money every November. So they had celebrities out there, and they raffle off stuff, and essentially all this money was going back to to youth uh, sports programs. So he's done his his uh, due diligence, and he also has a field named after him uh, at UIC over there on Roosevelt and Halsted. And he's the one that donated a lot of the money to renovate the entire thing. It used to be a shitty uh, uh, field with a bunch of weeds and barely any dirt to, to, to let you know where the bases are. And now it is a beautiful stadium that that over that gives you such a beautiful view of downtown and the buildings are right behind it. So it, it's it's a beautiful, beautiful stadium and a beautiful thing that he's been doing. But again, like you said, you know, it, it matters until it doesn't matter. And we have a lot of... Um, uh, a disparity when it comes to the race in uh, MLB. You know, we don't have enough African Americans being uh, showcased on there. We have do we do have a lot of Latin Americans because that is the sport of Latin America right now. It is is the baseball and 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 then you have soccer. Those are the two main sports in Latin America. But like you said, like when it comes to African Americans, they kind of tend towards going towards basketball and football, and 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 those are the sports that where it is predominantly African American. Absolutely, you know, and and Granderson has done really fantastic things uh, since his time coming up into the majors. But uh, the one thing I'll say is that he was never like a superstar like Tim Anderson is turning into, right? So that's that, you know, that's uh, just he's going to have such a a much larger uh, face on the landscape of of MLB and and you know in commercials and just out there all the time, Sports Center, whatever he's doing. So it 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 is it is just great to see him out there doing his thing and, and being represented. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. It kind of reminds you of Zach, where you, finally Zach is coming into his own and finally getting noticed and getting those commercials and being a a, a nationwide face. So it's pretty cool to get that. And then uh, you know, he obviously we've seen the the uh, the what is it? The attorney that does all the commercials with the 
<laughs> with the local talent oh, here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what the hell is his name? Howard so, Aiken. Howard Aiken. Yeah, yeah. He has, you know, yeah, he did one with Javi and he did one with the Blackhawks players. Yeah, he did one. He, he's had Contreras on there and he had uh, Iowa on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's had a bunch of people on there. So it, it's nice to see that they get, you know, that some people getting their, their sponsorships and, and that little change that they get for for being a, a, a celebrity to endorse. Um, all right, so let's get into the baseball. Baseball, White Sox. Uh, yeah, they, they lost two out of three to the Twins after the sweep of the San Francisco Giants. So they came in hot from San Francisco and the Twins put that fire out. And then you're like, oh, yeah, we're going to play the Tigers. You know, yeah, we should be able to take them out. Well, the Tigers came in with a six-game winning streak. Uh, and then uh, they they won uh, one more, and then I think yesterday the the White Sox put an eight eight spot on them. But that's the thing: the White Sox are not consistent. They'll score eight runs, and then the next game they're scoring one run and losing. They're losing a one run game. Right now, the this is Sunday, they're losing two to one to the Tigers, and they got one more game to go. I mean, these are the games that they should be winning. And yes, Tigers are a professional team. You can't take anybody lightly. But like you know, like he said, these Tigers are are these young kids that have been coming up together two three years now you have that mix of veterans that are sprinkled in to show them how it's done but let's let's not be let's not beat around the bush over here the tigers have a great organization they got aj hinge as a great manager that's teaching them how to do stuff right they just don't have the talent just like the cubs right now to be winning against the higher echelon teams the problem with the white Sox is they're a 500 team and right now they're playing less than 500 fo- uh, football. <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself. Football starts in about 90 days. Uh, <laughs> the White Sox baseball is literally 500 baseball. And you'll have our, our pitchers, Kopech. He's wild. He's pitching today. He's just wild, Kopech. Uh, the only two pitchers that have been consistent has been Ronaldo Lopez and Johnny Cueto. Those are your two main pitchers. And Cueto, I told you, was going to be a huge pickup when we got him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we talked about uh, the Dominican diaper daddy from 2007 or 2008. I mean, you know, he's out there still doing his thing. And, and uh, you know, we talked about him being, you know, just pick, picked up. Okay, are we going to need him? Yes, you are, because we see all the, the players have dropped like flies off of that team. And uh, he's definitely been a, a, uh, a bright a bright spot right a fresh a fresh uh, set of eyes a fresh arms quote unquote a fresh arm for a guy that's in his mid to late 30s so mm-hmm. and and the funny thing is Reynaldo Lopez you know all that debate about should they keep him should they let him go I mean he's a pretty young guy so he's he's a guy that's developing in into a, a really uh, important part of that pitching road or that pitching staff uh you know all his uh you know i think he's had a couple of spot starts but he always comes in out of that bullpen and he's just been uh, after years of trying to make him a starter he's been super valuable as a long guy and someone that can eat up innings in the middle of a game if your starter does have issues so i mean you know it, it's funny enough to know all these game all these names here i mean who who at the beginning of the season would have uh, immediately thought that Dylan Cease would have been your ace, right? I, I don't think that was what we 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 thought would be the case. But I mean, even Giolito has been struggling this year. Kopech is you know you kind of see sometimes where he's in his own mind, but uh, Cease has been consistent so long with him, Cueto, and like you said, uh, Lopez. I mean. They do have some pitching there, but they have to be consistent at all levels. You got guys finally coming back. Eloy just came back, and he's out there already swinging that bat. But again, we all know he can't defend, so he's got to be, you know, you have to pick your spots when you're going to have them there because he's going to have to DH. Um, And, uh, you know, a couple of losses there. Crochet is is a big uh, piece that you're missing right now because 
have, have him come in late in games where you can spell Hendricks if you need to or kind of set up the set the table for Hendricks that's a big part that you're missing right now but I mean overall I, they have the talent right they're starting to get a little bit more healthy Lou Bob is back you know Mankata we're still seeing flashes of him but we needed him to be consistent but I mean overall they they're starting to put it together despite all the shit that TLRL is trying to trot out there as, as a uh, a lineup every day because it's just all over the place yeah i agree with you there's a lot of bright spots that that are happening but there's a lot of low spots we've talked about a lot of the low south low spots you got do bob is back he's he's crushing the ball uh eloy came back he started hitting he hit a couple home runs um but we know that eloy can't play the outfield you know they have him there once every third day and then you have larry garcia playing every day because as you shift these players around there's gonna be a, a spot open for larry to play in um harrison's been playing a lot better moncada has, has started warming up before he uh he got injured again somewhat and then he uh came back and then he hit a ball off his toe and he has a bruised bone on his toe uh, but his defense is always going to be there and then you got a Breo with uh, i think he's got like a 19 game hitting streak or something like that it's you know he goes on those streaks where he, he can hit the ball everywhere but what he does is he gets a lot of solo home runs he doesn't put the ball in play when there's man on base and that's been the issue all year for the white Sox, where you have man on first and second or second and third with less than two outs and you can't push these guys over we don't have the big boppers that that we used to have in these white Sox, where it'd be like home run or bust you can lay down a bunt I don't know what, because you have this old school manager that thinks new school but doesn't do old school stuff. Lay down a butt. You have a left-handed guy. Lay down a butt down a third baseline or down a first baseline. Force them to make a play. Obviously, our base running has been atrocious. Like at the beginning of this podcast, another guy got thrown out. Like we talked about it when we were there. Now we got we're down two to one, and uh, you know you'll have sheets and they'll get sub for for Larry Garcia or some other place. You want your old, a good bright spot? Zelby Savala. He was up here. He sucked. They sent him back down. They fixed his swing. He's hitting over 328 right now. And, and same thing they did with Berger. And then, but now that Moncada's back, Berger's not getting any playing time because of his defense. So you, it's it's like if one thing goes bad, one thing goes good, and it's just it's a balancing act right now. And at this point, it's it's hard to even blame TRL when these players are not producing. Well, some of the, you know, really when it comes down to injuries and, and uh, you know, being consistent throughout the season, I mean, a lot of that comes down to luck, right? Like, look, at we talked a little bit earlier about the Yankees and how they've been able to stay healthy all season. I mean, except for Stanton, who just like, you know, thinks and he trips, <laughs> trips over a pebble and is, oh, my ankle. That guy is, is up and down. I mean, he's up and down on that IL more than yo-yo in his batting average. So, I mean, you know, overall, you do need some luck when it comes to injuries. And unfortunately, the Sox has been unlucky in that but i mean look they're not that far off from second uh, uh um, from first place i mean yeah they're five games back in the uh in the win column here or in the loss column uh, but i mean they're they've been okay right right now what we were talking about we talked about talked about them being 500 playing 500 uh baseball that was to me the worst case scenario when i talk about like or, or at least the bottom where you can survive right if you can if that can be your floor of, uh, of course worst case is just losing all of them right but your bottom the the bottom where it can be acceptable is to continue to be 500 because that's that's saying that you're maintaining your spot of course, because you're playing division opponents, you want to be able to leapfrog them. But right now, playing the Tigers, that's not going to help you. But you do have the Guardians coming up, right? Mm -hmm. We know that the Twins have been uh, in 
injured quite a bit too so they still have to get all their their uh their wheels in motion so right now is the time to strike to try to catch these guys with their pants down and and see what you can do definitely after after sunday's game they have the guardians will be in cleveland fuck ohio for four games and and those are four crucial games because you're only on a game and a half behind them so if you can leapfrog them and stay in second place and then go into into to minnesota with the ball rolling get a little little juice going get get loose you know just play and have fun i, I think that a lot of, them, of these players are in their heads and they're like Oh my God, we made an error, and this is, and it just compounds, especially with like you said, a Copa gets in his head, and then Berger will make an error, and then these guys get man on second and third, and then they can't push the runs in. I don't know. It's just, it's really frustrating to be a White Sox fan right now with all this talent, with the window, quote unquote, that Rick Hahn put together um, for it to flourish. He put good talent out there. It's just there's been injuries. He's been handcuffed by um, uh, an owner that gave him a, a coach that he didn't want. And right now he the, the the what is it called the the book the, not the bookshelf but the uh, the pantry is barren when it comes to talent coming up from the uh, minor leagues. Again, you've got those Twins for four, the Guardians for four, um, and this is the the next time these eight games for you to uh, catch the first place. It looks like that. Look at that, that a home run. Yes, it is. <laughs> Galvin Sheets. I'll cut that out. Don't worry. You know his name is Gavin, right? It's not Galvin. It's Galvin. Did you know that. There's no L in his, in his name. It's Gavin. Yeah, no. yeah. yeah. He's not galvanized. <laughs> He's not as good. He gives any home runs, he will be. All right, fans, we'll be right back with Stirring the Pot after a quick word from our sponsor. I think I'll perplex him with my slow ball. One, two, three strikes. We all know that 2020 was no joke. And with an ever-changing world climate, many people are looking for a new opportunity. Guys, are you looking for a career that rewards effort and makes you feel valued as a team member? Let me tell you a little about our friends at ACSI. ACSI is a certified RCN business agent. They provide the same RCN services with a personalized touch. Their sales and technician teams work hand in hand, ensuring your experience will be smooth and pleasant. Gone are the days of being transferred from one person to the next. At ACSI, they handle everything from start to finish. It's never been so easy to get internet service. ACSI is a growing Chicagoland company that encourages personal growth and rewards perseverance. As they expand, they're looking for passionate, responsible, and honest professionals to join their team. A career with ACSI means you'll be part of a hardworking, flexible, and dynamic team that is a leader in the installation of cable and internet services in the Chicagoland area. Best of all, ACSI was awarded Hacia's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. Are you ready to grow with a local Chicago company on the rise? Check out acsi.tech and click on careers to get started. That's acsi.tech and click on careers. Hey, what's up? This is Lex Cruz from Jungle AE Recording Studios and Illinois Media School. And you are now listening to True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yes, sir. It's that time again, brother. Uh-oh. You know what time it is. Oh, boy. It's time for Stirring the Pot. All right, brother. It is festival season in Chicago, brother. So my question to you this week, is there a food festival that just you have to go to? Uh, yeah, the, the food festival, the food that I make on my grill at home. <laughs> Let me tell you something. 
you get to a certain point and if you are, are even a little bit good at manning the barbecue you know how to cook right yeah there's not a lot of things out there that's going to surprise me you know what am i going to go do what am i going to eat some ribs and get some robin i can make them ribs i can make them ribs if i have time i can make them you know what i mean like it's just like anything else so like uh, the, there's not i couldn't tell you honestly the last time i went to a chicago festival because of all the activities that that we have going on uh with softball with the kids and all that stuff there's just not i i, I the the all those festivals right in chicago i feel like that is from people for people that are like 18 to like 32 right once you start getting a little bit older and you have kids and you have responsibilities you're like eh. also you know fireworks are over so i know them bang bangs or other bang bangs <laughs> the bang bangs well you know obviously you know that there's a lot of festivals there's probably like two or three festivals going on every weekend in the city so you have your choice of festivals but like uh let's say like a michelada fest would you go to that no nah, hell no no you're not a big mm-hmm. it's not my thing at all you don't like micheladas or bloody mary's hell no nah, man First of all, I think we talked about Bloody Marys a little bit, and don't even make that face over there, because Bloody Marys are disgusting, okay? <laughs> Nobody is trying to drink no cold-ass tomato soup. I don't care what kind of fucking food you put in it. Look, it has a mini cheeseburger. Can I have the cheeseburger, please, and a beer? You can take your tomato soup that's cold as shit, that is, is just gross. I don't understand the, the appeal of that shit. I don't care how much bacon and cheese and pickles and all the other shit that you put in it. That's just called a meal. I don't need the soup to go with it. All right, now that I poked the bear... Um, <laughs> what about uh, uh, tacos and tamales fest? I mean, I guess the, the here, here's the problem. Here's the other problem, right? And I talked about this before. The older I get, the less I can eat and the more I can drink, right? So, I mean, like, I'm taking a bite of each one of these tacos. Otherwise, you better watch out that porta potty, baby, because I'm being there. <laughs> it's it's going to be a wrap. I'm going to bring my own wet wipes, my dude wipes, some fucking hand sanitizer. I'm going to bring a bottle of water with a little squirt top because, you know, I, you know your bidet. I, I just can't eat that much anymore. So, I mean, like, I'm gonna, like, I'll get a little cup and taste the meat, but I mean, I don't need, I'm not trying to eat like 20 tacos anymore. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Gotcha. I can't do it. All right. All right. There's no Metamucil in my house. Put it that way. <laughs> oh, boy. You're up. What about what about you? I mean, you uh, got to tell me about your festival. I mean, for me, if I go to festivals, I'm I'll, I'll, I'll snack on something. There's really nothing that I'm gonna be like, oh my god, I gotta go to that fest. I've been to Burger Fest, I've been to Rip Fest, um, I've been to Michelada Fest. You know, and for, it, like you said, well, as you get older, it, it's kind of redundant. You're like, huh? It's okay. Yeah. There's really nothing yeah, that. I mean, it- at that point it really comes about it comes to the company that you're with right that's what it comes down to it does i mean you can look you you can have fun sitting around the backyard like doing nothing you know what i mean if you have the right company and we've done that we've we've done that several times so i mean you know it just depends on who you're with and and that's that's what makes the the whole event right that's really comes down to at that point one thousand percent i told you this morning like i don't want to leave my house because you know west fest is going on and there's no damn parking anywhere yeah you got people from wisconsin michigan and indiana parking by my house so um but people come from all, all sides of the of, of the city to to go to because they have like the house music night and i'm like i can, mm-hmm. li- I can listen to that for like you know five ten minutes for me after nah, that. see i see how's that's what i'm saying like house music like 
true chicago house yeah. music like i could listen to that for hours just sit there and just kick it and just relax and have your drinks and then you know that, that's what it is like you got about a couple two three drinks and you go over there eat a couple tacos a couple more drinks and more tacos that's that's how that's what the rotation is right even when you're yeah you're hanging out at the crib with a barbecue that's the rotation right you was like oh i think i'm uh getting to that point of drunkenness where i need to start eating again then you eat you're like damn i really could use a drink and you, just, you keep doing that shit for about 10 hours so yeah i mean i, I fucks with the music i mean that's really my thing anyway so i mean for that reason i i'd go to a festival if it was someone or like an actor or type of music that i really wanted to see but it that that's what would bring me out not the food anymore yeah I'm, I'm at that point. when it comes to festival festivals uh, i go see my boy uh, uh chuck he's in wedding band um or i'll go see uh 16 candles those are two bands that i follow their local bands that they you know they're cover bands and they play very well at festivals so i i'll follow them and go see them when i can um but again like the west fest you know it, it's usually about 95 to 100 degrees that weekend and you know it's been pretty nice this weekend uh but i've been busy so i might take a stroll later maybe you know maybe have to make take the, the dog out there but I, if it's too packed i, I gotta leave i don't like uh too many people in one location yeah. uh and i'm always looking for the exit i'm, I'm with you 100 percent. but i do have a question for you sir yes sir before we go what you looking at what are you watching that isn't sports well you know i got time so i'm watching a lot all right first things first stranger things four part two yep season four part two wow what a show and if you haven't watched it i don't want to ruin it for you right now because i'm gonna let i'm gonna let a do that but i'm just gonna say the story is like we've been talking about it has evolved into a more mature story and it's more scarier and the characters are, are very well developed there's a couple storylines that i thought were unnecessary uh, uh uh when when the cop is in russia and all that stuff i thought that that whole thing was unnecessary but um i do like oh the, no 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 you like but, that because yeah because here's the thing is that so so first of all fuck fuck all that this is the only show we're talking about on this show right we're going we're going to take you know a couple of minutes to talk about this show because we gave everyone a week to go ahead and, and watch it digest it whatever you need to do and we didn't talk about it last week we're going to talk about it now so first of all um everybody dies so that's the end of the show no um so they, yeah the storyline in russia we knew that they opened up a portal on that side we knew that was happening so i mean the whole thing about him uh, uh thinking that he was down and out thinking that okay you know he just he was dead it, we found out that wasn't true right hoppers out there stuck in a fucking russian prison and the whole storyline with with that cop was like okay we know this is during the cold war we know that you're basically being a rebel trying to get this guy out and uh and no one on the planet realized he was alive until he sent the message over to joyce and and her and with the the fucking the hairy guy went over there to try to save him right <laughs> so i mean like we saw that there was a relationship developing and every time you thought you thought that he might have been able to kind of get into a position to get home and you know it, right there you're like here it is and then the cop gets arrested so i that was definitely necessary because then you found out they were able to have work through the portal. It wasn't about them being all together. It was about, you know, to be able to, to defeat uh, Vecna, right? Mm -hmm. It was about them being in separate areas and separate positions throughout the world, finding different portals and still being able to support each other and to help each other out. That's what that, that part of the storyline was about. Yeah, for, I mean, for me, I just thought, I thought it took away from, from the story from the kids. Um, I, I really enjoyed where they were in California and they did the whole... Uh, you know, go cross country, and, and they're coming back to 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 Hawkins, 
and then you have the Hawkins section of kids that are, are battling Vecna, and then you get the origin story of Vecna and, and knowing that Eleven created Vecna in a way um, mm-hmm. through through by putting that that guy uh, not, uh well number one through mm-hmm. the uh, through the portal. So I mean it, it's it's a great like what you what we call a callback. Like we talk about in comedy it's a great callback to to the origin of the stories of, of 11 and the doctor and and all that so i thought those stories were well well done um then you have uh um the new cast that that's there uh what is his name the the rocker uh rebel kid eddie is it mean, eddie? Are you serious? Yeah. yeah are you fucking serious <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Here's hey, there's the thing only about, one about Eddie in show. my life, okay? There's only one important Eddie in my life. That's right, baby. <laughs> hey, but, but now, now here's the thing too: is that like you know, you think about the music that has been re, re, had a resurgence because of that Kate Bush running up the hill, uh, Metallica, you know, Master of Puppets, and all that shit, and people are like phenomenal. losing their minds. And it got to the point where the gatekeepers are saying these new fans can't dare listen to metallica if you didn't know about them before and blah, blah, blah. get the fuck up. gatekeepers let the doors open music it, is music there's always room for more because the older you get the more the shit dies off right mm-hmm. so why would you be against a new generation of fans being into that music to keep it going and metallica themselves came out and says now nah, fuck these gatekeepers my music is for everybody our music is for everybody if you like it you like it right so i mean even myself as i'm you know i was like i don't i'm not really metallica guy and i'm like and i pick out a few songs here and there i'm not really big on the on the screaming music but the thing is is that i'm getting to that point where i've heard so much music i'm kind of looking towards older music to, to find new music to listen to to enter into the rotation so i thought that was really cool the storyline with uh uh you know uh l getting her powers back trying to get her powers back that mm-hmm. was super fucking creepy uh, again like i said the story hopper is a huge part of that show right i mean he was like the the savior for a couple seasons there right. so finding out that he even was alive still and seeing his his reunite him being reunited with 11 100 percent brought tears to my eyes i mean i'm not sobbing but i definitely had the drip drips from this is something in my eye you know i had to do one of them a couple times but i mean overall fantastic i i thought the uh uh, the length the the two and a half hour movie essentially for the final episode of the season was fantastic i think i think overall it was well done it they tied up everything and uh getting will back over in hawkins uh and see him get the creepy crawlies and starting to feel uh the upside down world again was was pretty great too yeah it, it obviously lets you know that this the season there's gonna be another season and it, yeah so it's kind of like will is like kind of like number one at this point right that's how i feel about it like he's connected to both worlds so i mean it, it, this show has just been great from start to finish um so if you have not seen it this is something you can definitely binge yeah, I mean, and, and look, I mean, it's one of those, I've never seen an episode of Stranger Things. Well, that sucks for you because, I mean, to me, especially for someone like me who grew up watching Goonies and E.T. over and over and over again and some of these, like, those kind of movies, like, you know, we're really current trying to explore the extraterrestrial, the outer worlds, the, you know, all the, the mind, you know, screwing and all this other stuff going on there right there. This show right here, it, it, it takes all, all of that stuff. So, you know, if you haven't seen it, I'm going to give you to next week and we're going to talk more 
more about Stranger Things because it's just going to keep going, baby. So, you know, look, it, it, it's a lot of fun, especially for 80s kids like like us. And, uh, you know, it's very nostalgic. And that's, and that's really where we find joy in it. Well, definitely. You, the, the, the music, obviously, for us is, is something that we just gravitate to right away. But then, again, growing up 80s, growing up without the Internet, you know, have to call in someone's house to see if they're home. If you, you know, get on a bike and go to your house, you know, hanging out in someone's basement. Um, all that cool stuff that you did prior to the internet and being tied to to, to screens um, yeah. is nostalgia to us. You know, the, the Walkman. That I was like, oh my yeah. god! I lived with my Walkman. My Walkman was on me all day long, all so, day, yeah, all so. day long. Yeah, I mean, I still got some cassettes. So, yeah, look, you guys are the fans out there. If you have not done so, that's going to be your homework for the week. Aside from watching some baseball, All Star Game coming up pretty soon. Uh, paying attention to what's going on with the Cubs and Sox and. Uh, taking in some uh, uh very you know things like the home run derby things like that uh you know that that'll be a lot of fun but uh look you got an assignment now go and get your shit done <laughs> that's right <laughs> debate us debate us email us that's right that's right all right y'all that is it for today thank you for listening a big thank you to our sponsors 606 media true chicago sports fans acsi and grit clothing company don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official tcsf podcast t-shirt search for keyword true chicago and use our promo code truefan15 at checkout for 15 percent off of your entire order that is truefan15 go and get your shirts right now and make sure you visit our guy danny and his crew over at acsi.tech and check out the career section to start an exciting new career in the communications industry go to acsi.tech that's acsi.tech and click on careers to apply today the Shy Native Radio Podcast is now available on all major platforms. Mike Logic, Ideal, and Throw MC talk about sports, movies, and all types of ill shit. And don't forget, they have their local talent showcase, Shy Native Nights. I want to say the next one is going to be coming up on Thursday, uh, uh, July 14th. So go and check them out. Go to the Shy Native uh, uh, page on Instagram, on Facebook, and check out more details for that. And also a really, really cool uh, music event coming up in August. The Music in the Woods Music Festival on August 13th over there in Big Bend Lake in Des Plaines right off of Bender and Gulf Road. Ideal, Mike Logic, Fury, Green Lights Music, AM Early Morning, and so, so much more. Sounds by DJ Hunt. Uh, so much cool stuff going on there. This is uh, uh, music performances go from 11 a.m to 7 p.m go and get your tickets right now available at idealraps.com that's idealraps.com i-d-e-a-l-r-a-p-s.com this is an all ages event a ticket is needed for ages 12 and above food and vendor food vendors and merchandise vendors will be on site that's right. So we should be up there as well. Come in and say what's up to us. And uh, look, enjoy a local music festival. It's always a good time uh, to get out there and, and experience some local talent. Shout out to Ronesh, Panic Series Beats, and Custom Made for the beats we played on today's show. Check out PanicOnThePeat.com for all your Moment merch and gear. And check us out on social media. You can find us at True Shy Fans on Twitter. That's at True CHI Fans on Twitter and on TikTok. 
Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, and reach out to us. Hit the DMs with your Stirring the Pot recommendations, uh, your movie your recommendations. Tell us what you think about the show. If you want to be a sponsor of the show or you know someone that could be interested in sponsorship, you could also reach out to us on our email, truechicagosportsfans at gmail.com. All right, y'all, for Big Z, this is E-Rock. We'll see you next week for episode 105. Until then, be good to each other for love of sports. Swish. A few moments later. You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos. Show's over, show's over, show's over.